The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm Agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, First Bank, Fat Willie Sports Bar on River Rock Boulevard in Murfreesboro, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, and the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tansel and My Team Insurance, Steve Record with RAI Advisors, and Rayburn Insurance in Smyrna. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to all sports talk on this rainy Wednesday. Make that Thursday afternoon here in Murfreesboro. Tim Tackett with you. Monty is off today. Glad to be here with you. And uh, we've got a special guest in the studio, Deputy Athletic Director Diane Turnham. Hey, Tim. First time I've had her on the show and I told her, that we should have done this a long time ago. I know. We've got lots to talk about. We've got lots things. to talk about for sure. As I told you, my heart's in women's athletics. That's, uh, that's what I coached. Uh, I follow the Lady Raiders like a lot of people do. Right. Very carefully and so forth. But uh, explain a little bit what the deputy director, athlete director does at Middle Tennessee. And what, what is your role? There's two of you, Lee Dillon, on, on the men's side of things, typically, I guess, and you well, on the women's side of things. actually, it's not necessarily men's or women's. Uh, it's more internal and external. Uh, he obviously runs the BRAA and uh, with uh, our Learfield Associates and our licensures. So he does a lot of things external to the, the part of the athletic department. And then I oversee all of our personnel changes. I oversee the general operation of the offices and our employees. And so I'm more internal. He's external. And he has several sports. He oversees some men, some women. Sure. And I oversee see several of our women's sports so uh, if i understand it right uh with the new football coach in place uh, a lot of assistant football coaches and personnel have to be hired and, and you're in responsible you're, i'm sure you're taking coach with his what he wants to do but your job is then to get the pen to paper you know uh so many times coaches know what they want uh because they're going to hire people that they know uh but yeah we still have to advertise those positions so we upgrade job descriptions and get them the way they want them and then we put those out for advertisement and we interview uh and i go through hr and our equity and compliance departments to make sure we do it the right way uh obviously coach mason was hired by a it's firm. pretty important to do it the right way these days isn't it? it it is it is so i work very closely with uh several of our departments on campus and they're great to work with but uh yeah it, it's a it's a great job we have to do background checks and different things so uh it's, it's a lengthy process sometimes but it's a great process you're a middle tennessee gal i am 42 uh, years worth. Well, 42 years worth, but I'm saying even even before that, Middle Tennessee gal from the standpoint of Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Yes, so kind indeed. Of, let, let's go back pre-Middle Tennessee. Okay. Talk, talk about how, what got you here. You know, it, it's kind of crazy. Uh, obviously, Larry Joe Inman, who coached uh, in the 70s, uh, he was my high school coach. And, uh, you know, I learned a great deal from that man. We were uh, in the state tournament and uh 
He uh, kind of took us from nothing all the way to the state tournament. We made it to the sub-state my se senior year, and the next year they won it all. Uh, and so he was offered the job at Middle Tennessee, and he came and took it. And uh, what year would that be? I, that was 78, I believe, okay. 78, 79. Uh, he recruited me to come here, but uh, I wasn't quite ready to play for him again. Uh, so I went to Lipscomb and finished my career. I started at Ball State and then went to Lipscomb. And uh, we played Larry Joe and them. And uh, after college, Austin P uh, recruited me to be a GA for them because they needed an assistant and they really couldn't afford one. So they got me up there. I was a GA for a couple of years. We played Larry Joe and them here at Middle Tennessee. And he said, hey, when I get a full-time assistant, I'm going to hire you. And I said, call me. And he did. And that was back in 1981. And here we are 42 years later. If I understand the genesis of women's basketball, it was a club sport up yes. until the mid-70s, and, yes. and within the 75, 76 range, universities started playing it as a NCAA sport, uh, or, yes. or AIWA. AIWA back then, yeah. yeah uh, it's my understanding, uh, you know, Sue Gunner, Mary Nell Metters, and some very famous coaches were in school at Middle and literally played on our club team. Oh, is that right? Yes, and uh, Sue Gunner ended up at LSU. Mary Nell obviously was at Tennessee Tech for sure. many years, and then with the Atlanta Dream, so she's coached for so many years. And they're middle grads. Uh, and uh, then I, I believe know that. Pat Jones, I believe, sure. and Pat Sarver coached a little bit. Uh, and then uh, when they left, Larry Joe came in. And so I worked with him for about six years. And uh, the rest is history. It just kept going. So who officially was the first AIWA or whatever that terminology would be at middle? I'm pretty sure it was Pat Sarver. And for, her, a couple, for a year or two? Yes. Okay. And then I believe it was Pat Jones after that before Larry Joe came in. Well, we're going to take a break. When I come back, I've got several questions I need to ask you about the changes in women's athletics and, and about Middle Tennessee in general. we got an hour. It's not going to be nearly enough time, but we'll do what we can do. You got it. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Hey, fellas. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy and have noticed a lack of motivation and drive, you may have low T. Low testosterone levels can cause weight gain, loss of muscle mass, and so much more. I recommend Low T Center, which is where I get my levels tested. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only 25 bucks. And with their on-site lab, you'll get your results back in about 25 minutes. Most insurance is accepted for treatment. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters 
of local high school and MTSU sports. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. No Sports Talk, Tim Tackett with you today. Glad you are listening in. 893-1450 if you'd like to text or call. We'd, we'd glad to accept that for you. Diane Cummings, turn them. Yes, you got it. We was, and we're going back to 1975, and so I'm, I'm thinking Cummings. But, uh, yeah, that's okay. Diane Turnham, uh, Deputy Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee. And we were talking off air, Diane, beforehand, going back to the genesis of women's basketball. There's two or three things that have taken place in the last 45 to 50 years that have changed the, the, the landscape. And one, obviously, was in 1979 when the game was changed in Tennessee from a three-on-three game to a five-on-five game, which is what we know today, the men's game, as we, we called it. That probably wasn't a fair way to put it, but that was the case. But that's the way it was, yeah. But uh, So you played the three-on-three. And I did. Many of our listeners have no idea what that's like. You know, uh, you hear a lot about even before three-on-three was the rover, but three-on-three was basically basically it was three guards and three forwards on one end and three guards and three forwards on the other end. And and I can remember when we played, we had all kinds of traps and different things that we did at that half line because you could go to that half line, but you couldn't go any further. Sure. So, yeah. And then when the basket was made, the official brought the ball to 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 forward there in the midcourt circle, and you, you played it in from there. Basketball back in those days, if you had a really good offensive player, especially a post player, it had to be very tough to defend that because there's no really way, good way to double team. You can't no, play a zone. It, it was tough. And so the individual, the, the team that had the best individual players oftentimes was the best team. Many times you would see that if they had a dominant player, then they were going to go very far in the in the tournament situation. The one that thinks it comes, sticks in my mind for sure is Kim Webb, who played at Smyrna. And you know, she, she was an unbelievable player for sure. She had been... I guess she played five-on-five five a little bit. She but did. But she played three-on-three three in high school, I'm pretty sure. She did. Uh, well, actually, she might have just missed it. Uh, she was in my first recruiting class at MTSU, uh, and she was a phenomenal player. So uh, she probably played junior high, maybe three-on-three, three, and then I think probably most of high school she played. Uh, she she might have played one year three-on-three, three, but – Predominantly, she was a five-on-five player. Tennessee has a rich basketball history in girls' basketball. I grew up in Indiana, which is a Hoosiers. Hoosier state. State, for sure. Basketball is king there. But when I came to college in middle in 1970 and saw my first girls' basketball game, because we did not have girls' basketball in Indiana. Right. And a lot of states did not. But Tennessee did, going back to the 40s, I think, something like that. Yeah. Long way back, for sure. But Tennessee was one of the very last states to change from three-on-three three to five-on-five. Five. I think ourselves and then Oklahoma, I think, three, was the last There, was, there were three left when Tennessee left, changed. The other two states may have changed at the same time, but there were three states left playing it. Right. And uh, my understanding is it was pretty vicious. 
getting people to change their mind to, to go to that game because the coaches at three on three were dedicated to that game and did not want it to change. They were very dedicated to that game and they had certain systems that they wanted to put in place and they did not like change. Uh, I think for uh, the athletes overall to become college players, it probably helped a lot. You know, there was a lot of controversy back during that time uh, when Pat Head was just first at the University of Tennessee uh, because a lot of times she recruited out of state, you know, and I always felt like that was one of the reasons it helped me get Kim Webb. <laughs> Larry, Joe, and I worked very hard to make sure that, that she was going to play at Middle Tennessee, but that was a big thing then that, that they wanted players that had already played five-on-five. Five. Well, the, the story that was in the Tennessee and last week I learned a lot from uh, stated, and uh, Ronnie Carter was quoted the same way, that, Pat Head at that time, now Pat Head Summit, the winningest Correct. coach in, in women's basketball history, I think maybe all college basketball, had made the statement, I will not recruit any more kids from Tennessee till you change. She she Correct. had a bully pulpit she, at she the University did. of Tennessee, and she could do things that uh, Larry Joe Emmett at Middle Tennessee or Pat Sarver at Middle Tennessee or coaches at other schools could not do, but when she's – and she was quoted saying she turned down a player, yes. a really good player, and said – you're the best player in the state. I have to apologize, but I, I made the statement I'm not going to recruit. I will not sign any more players from Tennessee until they change. Correct. So you're a victim of that. and uh, it, So it did change. But my understanding is there was a lot of tension in that room when they finally got the vote to go I through. I can imagine that there was. I, you know, um, Jennifer White, I believe, might have been that player. Might have been. That, that sounds right. She played down Loretta. And uh, she was a very talented athlete. She ended up at La Tech, and they did some incredible things. La Tech was a powerhouse they were. in those days. They were. Immaculata uh, was another name that comes yes, to my mind. Yes, they were. Wherever yeah. that place is. Uh, Immaculata and Wayland Baptist uh, was another great one, and Delta State was That's pretty good back UConn then. That's UConn and UT, right? Yeah. <laughs> and UCLA and other powerhouse schools in South Carolina for sure. For exactly. Sure. But, uh, so 1979, it changed. Another change that came place in, in mid-'80s was the change in the size of basketball. Yes. I think it's 85. I'm not positive of that for sure, but... Ye you know that sounds right. One inch of a basketball from 29 to 28 inches, Diane, there's no way that it can make that much difference. But I was coaching basketball at the time, and, it, and if I picked up a boy's basketball, it felt like I was picking up a medicine ball. Isn't it funny how just that small amount changes things? I, I, we were exactly the same way. Uh, you know, I, I think it was a good change for women's basketball. But, yeah, it, it was definitely uh, one of those things you had to grow accustomed to. Well, that... It was done simply because one thing we know, the girl's hand is not quite a size. And, and, and right. shooting-wise, it certainly did help, didn't it? It did. It did. I, I had the opportunity to coach some excellent shooters. Then in Tennessee, the state tournament has been held at Middle Tennessee State for years and years and years. But way back in your time, moving on up, there was one classification, then two classifications, small and large class for just two or three years. It went to three right. classifications. Now we have six. Yes, so another another big change. Very different. Uh, yeah, I can remember. I think I was a sophomore at Mount Juliet. Larry Joe wanted us to go to the state tournament and see what it was like, and we were in Jackson, Tennessee. And I think mm -hmm. that was the last year. I think it moved to Murphy Center right after that, and it's been there ever since. And what a great venue 
uh, it has been over the years. And how much will you have to do with the tournament being here that starts here in about two weeks and, and, and four days of eight games per day and, and the Lady Raiders will play their Saturday game on at 9.30 in the morning, I think that's right. Yes, that is correct. Uh, you know, it has gotten to the point because we are uh, in tournaments and different things during that time that we don't have as much to do with it. Certainly Murphy Center Complex will have a great deal to do with it. Uh, we offer up our facilities and, and make those available. Uh, and that's just an incredible uh, two weeks for Murfreesboro. Uh, you have so many teams. You have so many fans. Uh, so it does a great deal for the Murfreesboro economy. And we are so excited to host that. Uh, the city of Murfreesboro and ourselves, uh, that, that's one of the greatest things I think we do, that along with the spring fling. Some Lady Raider fan out there has got to be thinking, Listen, this is our gym. It's our game. Why do we have to play at 930 in the morning? Why don't they work around us? And my guess is, and, and I hope I'm right, is that MTSU is such a good host saying, we want whatever you need to do with your TSSAA tournament, and we'll work with you and, and play our game kind of out of pocket. Well, you know, uh, every year we look at it way in advance to see, uh, and the TSSAA has been great partners, and they work with us. And usually we might play a game later at night. But the way the calendar fell this year, we had we have a game on that Saturday that will be the championship of the Girls State Championship. And because of the seeding for our tournament, yes. Conference USA, we had to play the game before two. We could have played it later that night, but the, they want us to have our results before uh, 2 o'clock. And so with the TSSAA being televised and already having those times set, we looked at that and we said, what would work best for you guys? And so it was a 930 game. So uh, I believe we're going to have some biscuits and basketball uh, <laughs> early that morning. Uh, LaTeX probably not thrilled about it, but, you know, they were gracious. They understood that we have contracted the straight state tournament and that we can't make certain changes. And so, yeah, we're going to have some early morning basketball. And we invite everybody out to come have some biscuits and watch a lot of great basketball. Are you able to contact the conference and say we don't need to play a game on this weekend, or certainly on Thursday? If you had a game on Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday midweek, which is what we had this week, for example, with eight games that day, it'd almost be impossible to do it then, wouldn't it? It, it is tough, but as you, uh, the guys are going to be playing uh, on that Tuesday night. Oh, is that right? Uh, so yeah, the conference works with you, but the way the schedule felt, usually we're finished with the conference schedule the week before. But everything's kind of the way the schedule fell this year. It's a little bit later this year. So that gave us a couple of unique situations. And, and hey, we rose to the challenge and found the best way to make it all work. Well, it should be great. And you mentioned that uh, MTSU's hosted this for girls basketball for 20, 25 years, I guess. Oh, uh, more than that. I'm um, not sure the guys have been here quite that long. They, you know, they temporarily, I think, went to Vanderbilt a couple of years. Right. But the women's, to my knowledge, has probably been here since about 75. Uh, because I know uh, in 76, the year I graduated, it was here. So I would say 74, 75 is when uh, TSSAA brought the girls' basketball to Murphy Center. Larry Joe Inman, head coach at Mount Juliet High School, coached here. Yes, Current coach Rick Hensel, high school coach at Shelbyville High School. Recruited a lot of his kids, yes. Both on one end and the other, but both guys have had significant role in, in, the, in, in what women's basketball is at middle. You know, tremendous success. Uh, two in, incredible coaches that won at the high school level and then turned around and worked right into the college level and were very successful. You know, I, I worked with Larry Joe for, I think, six years, and we won the conference every single year. Uh, and that was an incredible situation. My first year at middle, uh, it, 
kind of a fond memory that's been talked about lately. Uh, my first year here, we won the Ohio Valley Conference, and we had a playing game with Jackson State, which we won, and our next opponent was uh, La Tech, and we went down to Louisiana Tech, and they had a little point guard that did pretty well named Kim Mulkey. Yeah. And they went all the way and won the national championship that year. Was she wearing crazy clothes back in those days? Uh, no, she just had on that crazy uh, <laughs> red and light blue uh uh, uniform and uh, but the one thing that we thought was funny is right out front was a little uh, Corvette with uh, her license plate uh, that had Kim and her number on it so yeah you knew she was in town I have a good friend in town here that went to northeast Louisiana yeah absolutely despises Louisiana Tech and, and, I can and imagine. she goes to very few games but if middle playing Louisiana Tech in anything she's likely to be there doing what she can to cheer on uh, cheer against hey, La Tech. you know what that they, they were the nicest people when you got to the city, and then they, as nice as they were, they were mean when those uh, lights went on and the clock started. Well, that's what you want your team to do, right? That's right. You, you, you do. Yeah, I'm sure Rick Hensel says that to his team. Probably had a little conversation about that at halftime last night, as a matter well, of fact. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I tell you what, I'm very proud of our women, and uh, they they are just a, a class A group of young ladies. They, they're very classy. They work very hard. Uh, they play well together, and, and they just have fun. And, and uh, you know, I, I, as as much fun as they have, they work that much harder, and that's a testament to Coach Insull and his son Matt and Kim Bruton and, and Nina and Tom Hodges. I mean, they, they really work with the young ladies and make sure that they're getting better every single day, and it's fun to watch. We want to talk more about that, but we're going to take a break now and get to Chip Walters. He has the Blue Raider, Raider Inside Report. We'll be back with more All Sports Talk. When news breaks, when traffic's horrendous, when the weather's bad. Be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSradio.com. Good afternoon. It looks like some storms may be moving closer to Montgomery County and the Clarksville area. Be careful up in that area on I-24 because of this weather that's uh, on its way towards Middle Tennessee. It's slow out here on 440 eastbound from Hillsboro Pike up to Nolensville Pike. It's really starting to build on 24 east out through the Antioch area, continuing on into Rutherford. County. It's slow there on 40 eastbound where it connects with 840 out in that section of Wilson County. A 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging online. TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Folks, I hope you listen in every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. This is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Did you know that you can plan your funeral in advance without actually paying for your funeral in advance? In other words, if it's not a convenient time to pay for your funeral, you can still choose your funeral items and we'll file them away for later. Let's consider that together. You make the decisions for yourself, and when that financial window opens up, it becomes an easier decision. Call me at 615-893-2422, and let's plan together. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850, and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they'll 
where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Next on WGNS and all sports talk, it's the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters of Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates, brought to you by Rayburn Insurance, REI Advisors, and My Team Insurance. The report coming up after this. When Rutherford Countyans think of insurance professionals, they think Rayburn Insurance Agency at 200 South Lowry in Smyrna, meeting the needs of thousands of customers since 1973. You can trust Rayburn Insurance with all your needs, a place where customer service really matters. It's personal with Rayburn Insurance, as fans of local sports, as friends, and as insurance professionals. Check them out at Rayburn.net or call 615-459-4145. Rayburn Insurance, for business, auto, home, and life insurance. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, and let's start with women's basketball from last night. Middle Tennessee looked fearless in the second half on Wednesday, holding Jacksonville State to just five made field goals in the game's final 20 minutes to pull away with a 66-40 win at the Murphy Center. The Lady Raiders now 22-4 overall and 12-0 in Conference USA, held the lead for most of the first half, but a late three-pointer off of a steal for the Gamecocks cut the lead to just two points at 31-29 at halftime. MTSU managed to make just two three-pointers in the game's first 20 minutes, while Jack State found the net five times on 11 tries from distance. The second half, however, was all Lady Raiders as MTSU held Jacksonville State to just 11 points in the final 20 minutes of the game with the Gamecocks shooting 5 for 29. That is 17% for the second half. So Middle Tennessee remains unbeaten in conference play and will get ready for the 100-mile rivalry Saturday morning, 11 a.m. at Diddle Arena in Bowling Green, Kentucky as they take on Western Kentucky. So the men now, uh, or the women's schedule tonight, as uh, there was only one game last night, that was Middle Tennessee and Jacksonville State. Tonight, UTEP at La Tech, FIU at Liberty, and New Mexico State at Sam Houston. On the men's side, the Blue Raiders made a late push but fell 76-68 at Jacksonville State at Pete Matthews Coliseum. Jared Coleman-Jones led the Blue Raiders with 19 points. The Blue Raiders now 11-16 overall, 5-7 in Conference USA, gathered three offensive rebounds after Jacob Johnson went one for two at the free throw line with 45 seconds left to play, but three-pointers by Elias King and Coleman-Jones and a jumper by Justin Buford all missed the mark, failing to bring the Blue Raiders within three or four points at the time. The Gamecocks are now 13 and 14 overall and five and seven in conference play. They're now tied with Middle Tennessee for uh, sixth place. So uh, a lot of jockeying still to go in this final two and a half weeks of the regular season. That means that Middle Tennessee now gets set to host Western Kentucky at 6.30 on Saturday night, and it will be uh, one of the first events for the Lee Company Peanut Butter Drive. Bring your 
jars of peanut butter for Second Harvest Food Bank, that drive being sponsored by the Lee Company. Same thing goes for baseball this weekend as uh, the Blue Raiders are at home to take on uh, Miami of Ohio. You can bring your peanut butter donations to any of the games uh, this weekend at Reese Smith Field. And not just peanut butter, but anything spreadable. Nutella, jelly, jam, peanut butter, all non-perishable items, and this will all go to help those who are food challenged through Second Harvest Food Bank. Men's schedule in basketball tonight has Liberty at FIU. That'll be interesting. Sam Houston at New Mexico State and Louisiana Tech at UTEP. All of those should be interesting ball games. Sam Houston at New Mexico State will be the CBS Sports Network game of the night. Here's some quick hitters. Middle Tennessee softball will be in Madeira Beach, Florida, starting tomorrow for six games at this neutral site tournament. The Blue Raiders will play two games each day. Men's tennis, 27th-ranked Blue Raiders head to Montgomery, Alabama to compete in the 76th annual Blue-Gray Annual Tennis Classic. That's on Friday and Saturday at Lagoon Park Tennis Complex and O'Connor Tennis Center. Middle drew number 48 Auburn to open the tournament, and this dual match will take place tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Women's golf returns from its winter break this weekend to take part in the Reynolds Lake O'Connor uh, invitational hosted by Mercer at the Great Waters Golf Course in Eatonton, Georgia. And the track and field teams are set for the Indoor Conference Championships this weekend in Lynchburg, Virginia. All right, that's it for today. We'll have another update for you coming up tomorrow. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Hi, this is Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family and need to upsize? Are you an empty nester now and need to downsize? Are you thinking of selling your current home but just worried you can't find something else? Well, it's time to choose Chip. I'm looking to be your trusted advisor in real estate. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Hey, if you're looking to wind down after a hard day's work or enjoy a night out with your friends, let me suggest Fat Willie's Sports Bar and Grill located on River Rock Boulevard. Fat Willie's features nine regulation pool tables, steel tip darts, and buzz time trivia and poker. The beer prices are excellent and they have a huge selection as well as five craft beers on tap daily. Fat Willie's also has your favorite bar foods. Live trivia is held every Tuesday night and pool tournaments are held throughout the week. So if you're looking for a cozy and affordable sports bar with all the amenities, be sure to check out Fat Willie's on River Rock Boulevard next to the Animal Center. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett along with Deputy Athletic Director for Middle Tennessee State University, Diane Turnham. With me today, uh, you say 42 years, Diane? Uh, it will be in August, yes. 
Started out as an assistant coach. I did. Then from there you became became what? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. When I first came in, uh, right out of college myself, worked two years at Austin P as a GA, came here. Uh, and Coach Jimmy Earl was the AD at that point. Okay. And uh, I remember accepting the job in his office, and he welcomed me to Murfreesboro, said that I was going to do a great job. And he said, by the way, did we mention we're going to let you coach volleyball too? <laughs> And I said, no, you did not mention that. And, I, you know, there might be a problem, Coach, because I know nothing about volleyball. Uh, but you know what? He laughed and said I was going to do a great job. And I don't know about that, but I, I did my very best job. I coached both sports for about eight years. Uh, and I tell people, uh, never did I intend to stay at middle as long as I have. But because of that experience, I knew I wanted my volleyball athletes to have the same thing that my basketball athletes had. And so I worked really hard to try to get that program up and running and, and doing a better job. And that kind of drove me into administration. And I, I've never regretted that. I've loved every minute of it. Diane, I've reached a station in life where I began to look back upon my life's history because I understand I'm on the other side of the of the ball, so to speak. Right. And one thing that I've said several times, and it's very true, this young man in Charlestown, Indiana, at 18 years old, graduated and never had a dream, uh, no dream whatsoever of what my life was going to hold. Mm -hmm. And because of MTSU, as much as any place else, you know, my life has been, for me, highly successful. I'm Come not, I'm not the richest man in the world, but I am in the richest man. I got great kids. I got great grandkids. Right. I got a great team to follow. A great university that I love and a great city to be in, and a great church I go to, and I can go on and on and on. Yeah. But uh, it, it's pretty interesting. And let me share one more story, if I can. Sure. Carl Buckner in 1988, hires, 87, should should say, hires Tim Tackett as the girls' basketball coach at Laverne High School and said, by the way, did you know you are going to be the volleyball coach? Yeah. <laughs> we have shared that in common. How about that? And the good news <laughs> was for me to tell you how, how important players are is I, I imported the whole team from Smyrna, old Smyrna High School. Yes. They came in. Two or three of the girls were kids that I coached middle school at Roy Waldron Middle oh, School. Oh, yes. So I knew the kids, and they, I trusted them. They coached the team. Yeah. We won the district championship. Hey, that's pretty good. Basketball, you know how many games we won? Oh, two. <laughs> <laughs> so the game I thought I knew. Sometimes. It, something, about, it's something about players, right? Uh, you know what? Players make you look incredibly smart. You can be the greatest coach in the world, uh, but if you don't have players, you know, uh, we were talking the other day. Uh, in my in Larry Joe and my eyes first recruiting class, we had Kim Webb, Janet Ross, Kay Wilbanks. We already oh, had sure. Jennifer McFall from Columbia. Uh, we we had some very talented athletes from this mid state area, and we were so so blessed. It's interesting you mentioned that last night as I was sitting around thinking about this. I wrote down the names: Shanice Kaysen, Ty Petty, Anne Marie Lanning, yes, Crystal Horton, Alex Johnson. Uh, Alexis Whittington and yes. all kids from Amanda Whittington. Yes, right here, Rutherford County, uh, hometown. Ken Francis goes back to the people yes. like that, and, uh, and then you can go on and on and on about the Janet Rosses of the world and the Jackie Pickles of the world, and and on and on. The kids from Tennessee, Tennessee oh, yeah. and Middle Tennessee have been good to to this university and yeah. women's basketball. You know, also in that group is Heather Prater. She came kind of fr from uh, Wayne County, Waynesboro. which is a little bit further. 
But I remember when we were coaching her, they had a AT&T three-point award, and she won it for the nation that year uh, because Janet Ross, you know, when Janet played, she didn't even shoot the three until probably maybe her junior year. The first two years, we didn't have a three-point shot. So no telling how many points was she was scored. Or, or Prater that led the country one year in percentage of three-point shots? That was Prater, yes. Okay. She was. She was the AT&T long-distance three-point shooter of the of the nation and when that was uh, an exciting time there are other sports in middle tennessee of course that you as you say overall you you, you oversee one thing that um, is really unique about this university to me is the tenure length of our coaches dean hayes coached longer than the world knows rick yes. has been here a long time rick stockswell was here for a long long time boots donnelly was here for a long long time what is that formula and it some would say it may not be the best idea to do that at all, but uh, to me it seems like it's worked. You know, a lot of people ask me why I stayed so long, and I tell them it's the community and the people that I work with. Uh, we, Murfreesboro is a great community. Uh, people laugh at me sometimes because I say the best thing about uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, is we're only 30 minutes from Nashville, but the worst thing is we're only 30 minutes from sure, Nashville. Sure. But we, we're in a great location. Uh, we we have a lot of wonderful people that are very supportive, and we want to continue to garner new support because obviously we're we're not a well kept secret anymore because they say like 80 people a day move into the Murfreesboro area. So other people are finding out what we know. We have great schools. We have you know a, a great community. We have a great university uh, that maybe sometimes people overlook. But when you start looking at where our programs academically stack, stack up at Middle Tennessee State University, we're a phenomenal university. And so uh, it, it's a great place to work and live. Coach, Coach Hayes stayed 57 yes, years. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed my coach, career. He could have coached a lot of places, couldn't he? Yeah, he could have coached anywhere, anywhere not only in the United States, but probably anywhere in the world, but he chose to raise his family here, and, and we're eternally grateful for that. And, and you, when you think of all the uh, young athletes' lives that he's affected over the years, I mean, you know, Marty Scales from, from right there in Franklin, he was an NCAA champion. He's now coaching down at Georgia Southern, I believe. I mean, coach is just coach after coach after coach. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, we brought in some of our first – african-american athletes and let them talk about their experience and the thing i loved the most when they came in and talked about it was that we didn't really realize we were the only people here of color uh coach hayes did such a great job of bringing them in and uh integrating them into our system that that they didn't even realize they were making history and and coach ray bonner who's still helping coach track right now with the new coach head uh track coach keith roman coach bonner was uh, uh, originally on the mod squad uh, on the football team yep, and he yep. ran track uh he played professionally uh co coaches got coaches coach a's had coaches all over the united states i think it's been important that uh for people coming in i've heard lee, lee de leon nick mcdevitt both make a statement that the tenure that coaches stay at middle tennessee is was part of their decision to be here because it must be a good place to work because 
people stay. It's got to be a good place to work and live. You know, and, and the administration has been very supportive of us. Uh, anytime that you're trying to uh, improve your program and do great things, you got to have support from the top down. And we feel like we have that uh, at MTSU. And that's what's been allowing us to, to finish, you know, very high uh, in a lot of our different sports. You know, last year you mentioned softball earlier. Couldn't be more excited about that team. They, they're they having a rough start this year, but last year they were one home run one, away from the Super right. Regional. One swing away. Yes, and, and and that was a phenomenal year. And I know we'll get it back together because we're so close right now. Uh, and then this last weekend we started baseball. You know, Coach Jerry Myers has stepped in and is doing a great job with this baseball team. Uh, and, and they won two out of three last weekend. And they're going to do great things, I do believe, this year. I left year. out Steve Peterson among those long-tenured coaches. Yes. Over here, John Stanford. He and John Stanford. You know, uh, I, when I first came, I was very fortunate because I felt like I – I had a couple of fathers that I could lean yeah. on. Coach Hayes was a great role model. Coach John Stanford and Coach Boots Donnelly. And I, I, I think of those men, and, and they mentored me and helped me so much when I was a young coach. Uh, and when I stop and think about the lives that they've affected, it's just incredible. So you're the smartest person in this room. I, I need to ask you a question. <laughs> I don't know about that. that I've asked many people, and I'm sure you got the answer. What in the heck are we going to do about the NCAA and 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 NIL and, and the portal and, and all those kind of things. Where where are we headed in the next three to five years? You know, that is the million-dollar question, and and a million dollars won't cover what some of the athletes are now making, and that's sure. mind-boggling to me. Uh, I remember when, when our athletes were excited about us just paying for their college education. And while I, I agree that they should work, I, I think that uh, this – NIL situation has just opened up Pandora's box and I'm not sure we're ever going to get that genie back in that bottle but I I think there need to be some parameters uh, because I I don't want college athletics to turn into semi-professional athletics and right now we kind of feel that way uh but you know you do want the athletes to have opportunities to use their own name image and likeness uh and they're finding many ways for them to do that uh but but it seems uh kind of like the wild wild west because some people are making an incredible amount of money more than their coaches even at some point and then others are not and so i I just feel like we we've kind of taken that pendulum pendulum and swung the other way uh, and, and so I don't know that that's a scary thing for a lot of coaches and athletic administrators. Well, it's got to be crazy in this day and time to be coach. It appears to me that the SEC and Big Ten and their coalitions they are they basically have the bully pulpit as you would say and they they can pretty much control the way things are going to be taking place. It appears to me. You know the Power Five have always said they is they they want to be over all of athletics um, and. The SEC uh, and the Big Ten have definitely made some big strides in that regard. So where does it leave in Middle Tennessee? That, again, that's the million-dollar question. Are, are, are we any worse off, any better off, or what, what, what do we know? You know, uh, it, I, I tell young coaches all the time, perspective is everything. You know, how, how do we perceive something? And uh, you can look at it and go, wow. Uh, the the big schools can come in. Just watch our players that are performing well, pluck them up and take them somewhere else. Yeah, I can't get a little and, worried. I see some of those ladies out there playing basketball. That, you oh know. yeah, it breaks your heart. Um, uh, 
Chris and I were talking about it not long ago when we said sometimes when we lose some of those players, it feels like a bad divorce. Sure. Because you, you love these athletes, but you know they want an opportunity to go somewhere else, usually at a higher level, and we certainly understand that. But that's tough because we found them, we recruited them, we hopefully have turned them into great players, and then they go somewhere else to finish their career. That's the hard side. But on the flip side, there are players that have gone to some of those places and realized that's not what they want and they want to be playing more. So uh, if the coaches do a great job of watching that transfer portal, they can bring in some great athletes that maybe the first time around wouldn't talk to us. But the second time around, they're ready to look at a school like ourselves who compete nationally in a lot of our different sports. But uh, maybe we didn't have the big NIL deal or whatever that they were going after when they first started, and we may get them when they turn around and look for another school. The Middle Tennessee's of the world, the Conference USA schools of the world, the Sunbelt Conference schools of the world have always had a mountain to climb. Exactly. There's a gap between the UTs and the University of Kentucky's, and, and that's been there. It, my thinking is the good or the bad or the ugly for us is the good and bad or the ugly for Louisiana Tech, for Western Kentucky. For all those people, For Arkansas yeah. State for all those schools so i think we're still left to compete in our lane you know uh we're not ever gonna quit competing at at the highest level as sure. long as we can find people to play us we're going to compete that's one of the things i love about our programs they don't back down from anyone and uh so we want to go out and we want to play some of the best uh you you don't always get those opportunities you know one of the things when I was on the women's basketball committee uh, that was sometimes frustrating is if you're in the SEC, you get a chance to play a top 25 team about every other night. Sure. Middle Tennessee or Western Kentucky or anyone else has to work really hard to get a top 25 team to play them at their place, let alone at our place. Right. You know, that that's one reason I was so excited this year when we were able to secure that deal with uh, the, the Lady Vols up the road, and we started in Huntsville. Uh, and obviously we did quite well and, and took a victory. Uh, we'll go back to Knoxville the following year, then to Murfreesboro, and then one more time back to Knoxville. But to have that series is important because they're a top program, we're a top program, and we, we want that's who we want to be playing. And it, it's crazy to be, you know, three hours down the road and not play each other. So It's frustrating to fans. I think yes. I understand it wondering why at 21 and 4 why are we not ranked in the top 25 and i said well the problem is the net teams we play in conference usa we're 38th in the country i think right now yes i think the next team in conference usa is like 101 or something like that correct when you're playing 101 107 152 199 255 right it's hard for those people making those votes to put a lot of stock in those wins unfortunately we we have to make some noise early uh, we have to go out and we have to find non-conference games that are going to put us in a position to get the committee's Belmont, attention. Belmont, for example, is, is, is one of those games that you can play. That yes. Can, can be you know, a, they're a team that year in and year out, sure. they're in their championship. Uh, they've been ranked. South so Dakota State falls that's in the same good, category. That's a good program, yes. South Dakota State's another great program. Uh, you know, we've played Louisville several times. We've played Kentucky several years in a row. And that's relationships our coach sure. has with those programs. But it's good for us and it's good for them because they want a, they want a good uh, program, a net program too, just like we do. So. I'm not sure you solved my problem, but we're going to take a break and <laughs> let you think about it. You're I might have given you more. I don't know. In the next three minutes, let me know. We'll be right back. 
it's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Good afternoon. It looks like some stores may be moving closer to Montgomery County in the Clarksville area. Be careful up in that area on I 24 because of this weather that's uh, on its way towards Middle Tennessee. It's slow out here on 440 eastbound from Hillsboro Pike up to Nolensville Pike. It's really starting to build on 24 east out through the Antioch area, continuing on into Rutherford County. It's slow there on 40 eastbound where it connects with 840 out in that section of Wilson County. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging online, TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Join the team at Murfreesboro's favorite pizza restaurant. Sir Pizza is now hiring at all three locations. Come by and be part of the team at Sir Pizza. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go blue. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, bench, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the big blue in the borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. This this portion brought to you by First Bank. Banks across the state of Tennessee, a couple in Alabama, even a couple in Kentucky. Now they've spread, spread it on out, but certainly right here in Murfreesboro. First Bank, professional service, friendly service, where we do our banking here at All Sports Talk. Diane. Cummings, Turnham, the uh, deputy so, uh, athletic director. I get all this right, Diane. You're good. And in Middle Tennessee, I'm trying my best to get all this straightened out. I tried to figure out what's the difference between a deputy and an associate and an assistant and a whatever. And you said it's all money, yeah. pay raise, right? Well, I don't know that that's the uh, <laughs> accurate uh, explanation, but a lot of people have, you, you kind of start out as an assistant, then you go to associate, then you might be in a senior associate, and then you have a deputy. They even have senior deputies. I mean, it just depends on the university and how many employees they have, and they, they seem to find new creative titles every time you turn around for athletic administration. People have understood I've had trouble in the last hour saying without saying Cummings in front because Diane right. Cummings is who I first knew. Exactly. And, and sometimes it's hard to get away from that. But let's mention Kyle Turnham, the, yes. the other half of the, the Turnham name that, that there and, and and his relationship at MTSU and it's certainly one that's special as well. Yeah, well, you know, that's where we met. Uh, I laughed and told people that he was the only other guy leaving at midnight when I was. So we kind of <laughs> hooked up and went, hey, you want to go get something to eat? And 
developed a great friendship and ended up married. And, of course, now he's down the road coaching at Shelbyville, Tennessee. Uh, you know, he was a college coach for many years, and I, I tell people all the time the most unselfish thing he ever did in his whole life uh, was leave the college game that he loved so much so that uh, – we could remain here in Murfreesboro, and, and he's been at Riverdale and Blackman. He's also was down at Franklin County for a while and loved it there. It was just a, a long drive, and uh, he was at Central Magnet, and now he's at Shelbyville, and he loves it. That's a great uh, basketball community. Uh, you know, he gets to work in Rick Ensel Gymnasium every day. Sure. And uh, his girls uh, will be playing tomorrow night in the region tournament. It's been a while since they did that, so it's an exciting time uh, for the Turnham household. Man, I get frustrated with some of my buddies and friends that sometimes are, to me, overly critical of, of MTSU for this, that, and the other. This is it's historic how well we do in Conference USA rankings, conference championships. It's more than anybody else. Year more after than year anyone after else, year. yes. Academic standings, year after year after year. The university uh, itself in the Princeton Review the last four years, so many good things to do. But we have to be realistic. So many people tie everything to football. And if you're not winning big in football, none of that really seems to matter a whole lot, which is very frustrating to me. You know, uh, it's probably the greatest frustration I have in athletics. I mean, I'm smart enough to know uh, that football is king in this country and everybody wants to be a part of a big football program. And obviously we're we're very excited. Uh, you know, I, I think sometimes we take for granted what we have. I oh, mean, the fact that... We were able to go to, I think, now 10 bowl games uh, since Chris Massaro and, and Rick Stockstill came to the university. Uh, there are a lot of people that weren't doing that. And and so uh, it, it's difficult. It, it may sound easy to the, the you know general fan, but it's a lot harder than you think. And so uh, I'm excited about the new era of football. I think Coach Mason and his staff are going to do some great things. Uh, they are high energy, and I love that. Uh, but, you know, we have so many other great programs, and I, I tell people all the time, I think the greatest thing about Murfreesboro, Tennessee, is that we have a great university uh, who does some great things. I mean, we have people that come from all over the nation and sure. all over the world to go into aerospace, to go into, uh, you know, the RIM, recording industry management. I mean, we are tops Concrete in the management nation, na concrete management. Known. So we have uh, a phenomenal academic background. And along the way, we do some uh, pretty good job with athletics. I like to tell people athletics is the front porch of the university. We just try to bring a lot of people onto our campus to see how great our university is. Uh, right now, I'm going to take one little second to brag on somebody. Uh, on my first volleyball team was a young lady named Beverly Kill. And uh, she was a high school player. And uh, she uh, came to Middle Tennessee, wasn't sure what she was going to do, thought she wanted to be a newspaper writer. She ended up uh, going through our program. She came and walked on volleyball. I was so proud of her. Now she's head the dean of our media and entertainment department and if you follow her on facebook wow. you're going to find out a lot about a lot of people who just won emmys and grammys that came from our department and that's pretty exciting i'm a rick soxel guy and, and after 18 years I, I hated to see it end the way it did but realistically we need some uh, new, new new blood Derek there, mason is doing i think the things that he was expected to do at least at the beginning we hadn't played a football game yet but i'm very impressed with him you know right now we we haven't played a game but 
I, I'm telling you, Murfreesboro, come out and support that team just like you come out and support our men's and women's basketball teams because they're going to do great things. As fate would have it, the best home schedule in September in the history of Middle Tennessee football comes up this year, I think. You got it. Open with Tennessee Tech. Yes. Then Old we rival. play Western Kentucky at home. Yes. Play Duke at home. Yes. Three games. My gosh, it doesn't get it, it any better than that here at Middle. Yeah, you have no complaints so we need this to win. year. Yeah, we, we need to win. A, we need to sell a lot of season tickets, and we need to win all those games. I've always said we get in football. Once we beat Western Kentucky, things will begin to cure back out. How you know? It's Most always game fun. On the schedule. <laughs> Dan Turnham, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Debbie Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee. We're li- you're li- listening to All Sports Talk. Monty will be back in here tomorrow. Thanks for listening. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm Agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Record with RAI Advisors, Fat Willie Sports Bar, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Rayburn Insurance in Smyrna.